Anne. I'm Missy. Welcome to Book Booze Friends. We're two chicks drink booze and talk book boyfriends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Book Booze Friends. Today is episode three related to Eden Connor's Cuda Confessions. So we're discussing the last book, Turn Pedal to the Metal. If I say Turn and Burn, but no, it's no, it's Pedal to the Metal. Pedal to the Metal. Um, so that means we're pretty much going to be discussing the entirety of the series plus the book itself. But before we get too much into that, Missy, mm-hmm. what we what are we drinking today? Um, we are actually drinking um, the Elixir of the South, pretty much. We're drinking sweet tea. She called it the champagne of the South. Earlier. Yeah, I called it the champagne of the South earlier, but now it's the elixir of the South now. So we're drinking sweet tea. Um, anyone who's from the South knows that's pretty much everything. You can pretty much go into any restaurant yeah. in the South and get sweet tea. Right. It's pretty staple. Um, because, unfortunately, it's very difficult to find what we what. We needed to drink for this book. Yeah. So, so sweet tea it is, which yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge sweet tea person anymore. I am from the South, obviously. I've talked about it before. But, so it's a little well, I mean, bit like, it's really, I mean, really sweet to me. But. It is sweet. I mean, typically, like I told you out there, I typically dilute it with water. I just don't drink it anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm drinking tea, whether it's sweet tea or non-sweet tea, I dilute it with water. You know, because some people just make it way too strong. Very strong. To yeah. where you need some kind of balance to it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's I'm not saying it's hella. like, not like it's almost clear, but you know, when it's like almost jet black, that's a lot of, yeah. It's a little much. Even it's I a have little to dark. Agree on that it's one. A little, yeah. But no, but that's what we're drinking today. You know, and besides, because Dell doesn't drink during the season, you know, so in that, we're Respect, honoring him, we're honoring that, him yeah. even though he pissed me off. Well, I mean, but always. let's go. Well, he didn't piss me off as bad in the first two books, but this book, he just plumb pissed me off, and I'm just like, I hate him right now. But I'll be fine at the end of the book. Okay, okay. so let's do a quick rundown of book three. Um, so at the end of book two, we see a little bit of the aftermath of the race mm-hmm. that um, Shelby does. With what's his nuts? Why are you looking at me? I forgot. Colby, there Colby. we go. Barnes. I'm like, why are you looking at me? I forgot. <laughs> <that name." laughs> yeah, I, was, I just looked at Missy like, come on, tell me. I mean, um, yeah, I literally have had, as you know, a reading crisis this week. Yes. It took me four days to read one freaking book. I told her to push through. She did, by the way. We'll oh talk about that book Jesus. later. Probably. I was just okay. like, what the hell? So we already know that she won. Yes. But Colby purposely wrecked her. Yes. And because she won, like we talked about in the last book, she got his Audi R8. R8. I was like, am I right? His Audi R8. And then his bonus, which was $4 million or something like that. Correct. So, beginning of this book, we're pretty much just picking right up where book two left off. Um, I'm going to do a really quick rundown and not go into too much detail about stuff. Right. But, so she's been injured. She is back at school. And Ernie is in Francine, mm-hmm. are pretty much helping take her around. And we see some really cool scenes, I think, right, between right. her and Ernie. Right. Um, Kane delivers the R8. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever the R8 is delivered, they've done some upgrades. Correct. They've wrapped it so it's like a matte purple. Mm-hmm. And again, that was done specifically for Shelby. Do you know what a wrap is? Yes, I do okay. know what a wrap is. Just I've, making sure. I've watched someone wrap a car. Just making sure. So I, I know enough about that. Just um, making sure. And then they did a few other upgrades yes. to the car to make it their own, for yes. lack of a better way to put it. So Shelby no longer has her Cuda. To make it a uh, Hannah built. Exactly. So she no longer has her Cuda, but she does have an R8 now. And Correct. I will say... Side note, I'll probably talk about it more later, but the scene where Kane comes up with the trailer and is, like, unloading the car is one of my favorite scenes in the entire book. Is it really? Yeah, like, I just, it's just one of those, like, I just, I think it's really funny because I almost went to an all-girls college. <laughs> Missy made a really funny face. Um, we'll talk about that more off-camera, like, off-camera. But, oh, I'll uh, say this. 
mom almost sent me to an all-girls school. And I'm like, well, why would you do that? There's an all-boys school down the street. And she's like, yeah, you're not going anywhere. Well, I mean, I'm like, touching. Was it generally, if there's an all-girls school, you're going to find an all-boys school within, within a mile. Yeah, probably. okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, but anyway, it's just one of my favorite scenes. I always think it's just really funny. Oh, I know, when all and the I girls think it's, are And like, I think it's because of how she, like, characterizes the girls are, like, hanging out of the window. Oh, yeah. Looking at him, and he's wearing, like, his tight Levi's. Wranglers. Or Wranglers, whatever yeah. He wears he's wearing jeans and they're tight and you can see his ass and he's got like his jacket on like he looks too cool for school and yeah, I just I love it right but anyway so he drops it off and while he's there he's like oh hey would you be interested in helping helping out Caroline there we yeah. go I was like Caroline. what's her name yeah um and whole sob story about something has happened she needs money her car is going to be impounded blah blah no, blah she's gonna have to sell the car oh yeah so basically go. um their next door neighbor, which is a preacher, bought her. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. That comes out later. Yeah. He bought her mom's property um, where they rent their house at. And so he actually raised up the rent three times the normal value. Trying um, to push him out. Trying to push him out because he hates them. And that comes he out later. absolutely despises them. And then wow. so Kane, um, Jet, and... Um, Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot the second brother's name. Colt. Colt. <laughs> I was like, I don't Whoops. know. I was like, who are you trying to remember the name Whoops. of? <laughs> um, and even Dell at mm-hmm. this point, they all know that they're all if, in on it. Yeah, they're all in on it. Even Carolyn's in on it. It if they tell Shelby that Carolyn's in trouble, she will help. She's going to do 100%. everything she can to help her out. Yeah. So that what they do is they, get her in a race. They run a scam. Yeah. Essentially, so they go to a local track and. With the R8. Yeah, and so they play it up that she's a dumb bimbo to get people that are willing to lose their money because pretty much they know they got one shot, and that's it. Uh-huh. And so they wait until they find the dumbest MF in there, pretty much. Or the one with the biggest balls. Well, well the biggest dick who's like, he's he has something it to around. Prove, yeah. yeah. And they get him to agree to race Shelby, who's pretty much just acting like a dumb blonde. Right. Like, oh, what am I supposed to do with this? Which right. is also a really funny scene because of how they scam him, I think. Right. Um, and what ends up happening is she wipes the floor with him and he gets really pissed off. And right. so they get the money. Well, but their race is twofold. Oh, yeah. The race is twofold because if anyone knows, you know, once you've had a, a wreck and her wreck was really bad to where it could have possibly been like. It could have killed her. Well, that or she might have a little bit of um, traumatic um, brain. Yeah. Yeah. Injury, right? Um, a mild case of it. A mild case of it. But they also knew that if they didn't get her in a car, she was never, she gonna was never going to get back in a car. And she still had flashbacks even riding with Ernie. Yeah. Even riding with Ernie. Even like when she got into the R8, she was having like a mini panic attack. Or she did not want to get into it. You know what I mean? And until that guy actually was just popping off. And then she was just like. You know what? Fuck you. I'm show you. You know? And then Kane, of course, had to help her calm down. And because all her times were shite. Yep. You know, she was doing like a 12 point something, you know, on a quarter mile. And she's better than that. Which so. also was to help the other guy get yeah. inflated sense of worth. I mean, it's not exactly. like she did that part on purpose. But it helped. Exactly. For him to, yeah. you know. Okay. Um, and pretty much, I mean, at that point, I feel like things kind of move quickly after that. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, um, she gets into it with her mom. Always. You know, a new race is happening. Yeah. And then. All the secrets from the family. Start and coming out again. Everything comes out. And then Dale gets injured. Yeah, Dale gets injured. So, and then even more stuff comes out. The quick rundown on that is, I'm glossing over an awful lot. But even with everything that's coming out, Shelby decides that Dale is, for all intents and purposes, her dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's only known him for four years pretty much at this point. But she's like, you know, you've taken better care of me than pretty much anybody else in my life. Well, not only that, though, but he was going to adopt her. Yeah, and so, and that's what I'm, and so like, that's what I'm getting. So she, oh, they were going to go, and he was going to adopt her. The day that was supposed to happen. Two days. Because the race is yeah. on Sunday. So two days before that was supposed to happen, he gets in an altercation with that driver, Colby. Yeah. Pushes him and Dale gets injured to the point where he has to be rushed to the hospital and they don't know 
like what like what's going on? Is he gonna wake up? Right. Is he gonna be different? Right. You know, it's it was very tense and it was all called on camera. Yes. And so it's because it was, nowadays everyone has oh, their yeah. cell phone has to take everything. So it was a really big thing and more comes out when they discover that Shelby has his uh power, power attorney. attorney, his medical power of attorney, which Well, she has everything. Well, but yeah. Like when that comes out because Shelby's mom and Dale are getting divorced. No, I know that. But so that's one reason some of the stuff comes out and her mom is pissed as fuck. Well, yeah, but she's not the only one who's pissed. Well, I yeah, mean, the like, boys are pissed too. Like, because, what, what do you, why did he give it to you and not you us? Know, because the doctor comes out and says, hey, he's um, hemorrhaging in the brain. The best thing to do is put him in a medically induced coma. Everyone's against it except for Shelby. And, we, and Shelby determines that's what it is. And so the mom's yelling at Shelby. The boys are yelling at Shelby. Um, she essentially tells them to fuck off at one point, I think. Pretty much. I mean, but I understand why, because that is a very touchy... Oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah. until you're faced with it, like, what are you going to do? And it eventually comes out that Dale picked Shelby because he knew that she would do what was right. Exactly. I mean, you know, even in the book, he says, you know, the boys think with their um, heart. Mm-hmm. He goes, you think with your head and your heart. You take everything into account. Yeah. Your mom just screams and cries. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Over dramatic bitch. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, and so in a sense, that's awesome that he did that. Yep. You know? And it actually helped save his life and helped save his identity and his job and everything. And so, so yeah. when that happens, a lot more stuff starts coming on. This is kind of where all those little threads from the first two books kind of start converging. You finally get that closure on some of it. Yeah. Um, Shelby grows into herself at this point, mm-hmm. kind of helps to step into her role in the family and kind of finally starts to accept who she is. Yes. And her role there. And also, I would say, Colton Kane, they've been working toward this. And finally, at this point, they're also getting to that point where mm-hmm. that acceptance is genuine. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think like another big jump, but from here, they work hard to do another race with Colby that's like a d- double or nothing, essentially. Well, so basically, what happened is because <clears throat> Hannah built, um, worked on the car, and then, um, Colby, Audie, because Audie was thinking about getting into NASCAR, right? And all this stuff was happening behind the scenes. So Colby and, of course, um, Shelby get into another heated debate. They get into another decision to make a race, right? And the whole reason for the race was because um, they wanted to get to the car. Yep. They wanted to get into because the of what because Hannah of what um, had, what, what Hannah Bilt had, done. had yeah. done to it because of the modifications they did on it, right? And so that's like a whole other subplot yeah. that kind of comes up that's really interesting. Yeah, and, and so yeah, so I mean, but to wrap it all up is basically you know um, Shelby basically kicks everyone's ass again, you know, to an extent. But that's not the real win of the book, you know? Yeah. Okay, so in a nutshell, we did skim over an awful lot. There's a lot of smaller things that happen that I do think are important to the overall kind of series arc. Yeah, but they need to read it. But, like, 100%, you definitely need to read it. And some of them, I'm sure, if will you come want up to. If in you a few want minutes to. If, if you want when to. we start talking about the other stuff. Yeah. If you want but, to read um, it. Yeah, so, I mean, in a nutshell, there we go. Everybody lives happily ever after. I don't think that's true. For the most part. I don't think that's true. Her mom doesn't. Well, I don't even think they do, in essence, at the end of the book. I mean, I would agree it's more of a happy for now. Yeah, it's a happy for now type thing because, you know, there's still some unanswered questions about Del, Del, and then... His also, past. Yeah, and then not only about that, but also about... um. Colt, Jet, Caroline, Marley, Shelby, and um, Kane. Kane. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how is that whole dynamic going to work? How's as, that going to continue as? Yeah. Uh, so now that 
they each are a couple, but they're all still together, and then they all work together at Hannah Built. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's an incestuous company. Right. And then how Dell fits into the whole picture and all what's going on with him. I mean, we mentioned it before, the prequel book. Still hasn't come out, unfortunately. But I hope in the prequel book, I know you hate foreshadowing. I know, and I hate you, and I know you hate going backwards with certain things. I hate flashbacks. I don't yeah. mind foreshadowing. I hate flashbacks. So, but I hope, like, if she does write this book, that she tells us what happened after the end of Petal Metal. You know what I'm saying? It'd be kind of nice to have that that closure. closure. Yeah, because, I mean, even though it's a done series and you can actually be happy with the way it ended, you still have, like, but what happened? You know, what happened to Hannah Biltz? Are they still part of NASCAR? Are they not part of NASCAR? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, that was it. I'm trying to say I'm in Eden Connors' readers group currently. Facebook gets everybody in trouble. That's all I got to say. And so I'm trying to see if we have an update on that. So it's going to be called Need for Speed. Well, that's cool. And it's going to be around 700 pages. Ooh. So it's a it's a honker. <laughs> it's huge. So that's going to be um, interesting. So I wonder if she's going to talk about Dell's past and then also the future of all of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's also looking interesting. Okay, so I didn't even know some of this. So obviously we have, this is off topic, but I'm still going to put it on here because I think it's interesting. By the way, her name, the book of the name of her group is Eden Connor Cuda Club. Agrees with <laughs> um, I'm surprised I'm not in that one yet. And so in the CUDA Confessions, we have the first three, mm-hmm. obviously the ones we're talking about, and then Need for Speed, which is number four. Uh-huh. And the way she describes it is speed don't kill, but those unexpected stops are a bitch. Oh, that is intriguing. And the hope was that it would be sometime in 2020. Obviously, it's 2021. And the post that I was just, that I'm looking at currently says that she was unhappy with her first draft, so she was doing a major revision. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have five books after that that she would also like to include in the series. So nine. So Balls to the Wall, which is Caroline. <gasps> she- because, you know, at the end of the book, what has with Caroline and Jet, we don't get that closure. Then Checkers or Wreckers, Marley. Ooh. Running and Gunning, a new character that we meet in Need for Speed. Huh. And then there's one that has no title yet. Uh-huh. It's about Shelby. Really? Um, and then she has like a... Winner, she gives Kane um, a boot to the curb. Huh? You know what I mean? Boyfriend comes back from before. Maybe. Oh, I doubt um, it. And then there's like a space and it just says spinoff series. So I'm assuming it's going to be related to CUDA, but its own series technically called Drive or Die. Hmm. That's all. And it says, I think the spinoff will start with Francine and Dutch. I have a tentative title. <gasps> Dude, Drive. that would be so insane though. I have a tentative title, Drive or Die. <laughs> this assumes the storyline. Allows for this many more books. I don't always know these things, and some might be shorter than others. So, if you've read all three of these books, you should pretty much recognize all the characters. Caroline's the best friend. Marley is the stepdaughter to Caroline's dad. Firm donor. Well, firm donor, true. Yeah. Um, She's also a driver in NASCAR. Yeah. And so, if you guys don't know, um, and you haven't read them yet, um... Caroline and Shelby don't like Marley because she took Caroline's life. Yeah, so it's like a lot of resentment. Yeah, but it changes in this book. Oh, you know, like it there's changes in this so book. much shit happens. It's, it's yeah, insane. it changes in this. Like the book. first time you read it, you're just like, did I really read what I just read? Yeah. She it actually changes because you know she gets put in a situation and Shelby comes to her defense. You know, and, like, even in the hospital, Colt walks off and goes and talks, goes looks for Marley, and Shelby loses her shit. She's like, no, any, are you kidding? Sorry, so there's, 
there's more books on this thing that I've never seen before. And I just looked it up and the ones that I'm seeing that I've, I've never seen, she's published. Huh. Well, I have to. Okay. That one. So we will revisit this in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm have to download that one in a second. I'm going to save this and send it to you. Oh, wait. I don't have um, any spree spots. Oh, well, I'm going to send it to you okay. so you can you can just have it. So anyway, okay, there we sorry. go. Sorry. A little bit of a tangent. Yeah. So, but yeah. So basically, you know, that's this book in a nutshell, you know. Yeah. What are we talking okay. about? Okay. So now that we have covered all the stuff, including some stuff that we didn't plan to cover. Right. Let's talk about what we really liked about this. So okay. I've already given one of my scenes, which was when Kane drops the car off, because I just love. How, how Connor, like, writes how the girls are like, oh, my God, who the heck is this rugged man <laughs> that's outside? Because oh, I go yeah. to an all-girls school, and I'm not going to say across the board that all girls that go to all-girls schools are like this, but a good portion of them are, how do I want to phrase it? They're looking for an MRS degree? Like, they're preppy to a point. And they are spoiled, entitled. Yeah, they're they're there to get whatever their degree is, probably like communications or something that they will never use. Because ultimately they want an MRS. Especially in the South. Yeah. And like I'm I'm trying not to be super stereotypical. I will. But being groomed. But like <laughs> my experience with all girls schools is that. Um and so when Kane shows up in his jeans and his jacket and just looking hot as sin, probably something they've never seen before in their life. Well, they have, but, but not like this. Yeah. And they are just like. And mom's not around to where they yeah, can hide them in the back room. They don't have to hide it. Um, And it's it causes a sensation. And it is fantastic. I just love it because, like, she talks about the girls standing there like, oh, my God. Who the heck is this? And I, I love that scene. It just, it. It makes me cackle every time because Shelby's just like, am I supposed to be impressed by you being here? And all the other girls are like, so Shelby, who is this? Like trying right. to get the details on right. this really hot guy right. that's there to see Shelby. Because it's like at that point, they're like, wait a minute. You know, guys that look like this? And it's just, it's fantastic. I love it. What about you? Um, About the book or about the whole thing in general? Anything, I would say at this point. Okay. So, um, I actually like what Eden says at the first of the book, even before you actually get into the book, you know, because in the first book, she gives you a huge warning and a disclaimer in essence saying, hey, this is not a love story. This is not, this is horrible. In the second book, she doesn't really tell you much, right? But in the third book, she basically says, if I want to speak to women, and I do, where in the world can I find more women than are clustered around the virtual shelves of the romance section at Amazon? Some yank up their hoodies and tiptoe past, stuffing their electronic selections inside e-reader. They'll never show anyone. Others stuff their iPhones and cannot wait to share their latest book boyfriends with their like-minded sisters. Right? So I think that the way she doesn't hold anything back in this book is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that kind of follows the pattern of the first two as well. Exactly. Where she's just like, I'm writing what I'm writing. Exactly. Like it or don't, but. Right. And I and I think more people need to do that. Be unapologetic about what you're writing. If it goes really well, awesome. If it doesn't, awesome. You know, we just had this conversation yeah, about the stuff. Other day. Yeah. And then I also like how she brings real life information into She the does a book. really good job of taking history essentially yeah and like lore of nascar and writing it sorry let me explain what the edge of missy's phone case it's like what the heck is she doing and then i realized um but like she does a really good job of like weaving it she's fine i have a new one she's trying to find it i have a new one (laughs) um this one is shite she's going back um, but yeah, like they do a really good job of she, not they, does a really good job of weaving that history in and making it something that's super believable. So I'm going to mention, cause we talked about this off, like mm-hmm. when we weren't recording mm-hmm. the whole stuff that happens. So Ernie dies. Yes. I'm just going to go on and like, I mean, 
where the cat just like almost fell over. And so Ernie dies. And it's devastating for Francine, but also for Shelby because mm-hmm. she's been close to them for four years. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, she considers them family. Family. Like I, I was, I would say grandparents just because of age, potentially parents, because they never had children of their own. Well, that's why I'm just saying family because that's an all encompassing. So they're more of a family to her than her mom. Very true, which creates issues, but that's a different yeah. topic. Um, and so when but you kind of see them, but too. yeah, so when Ernie dies, you know, it's devastating for them. And Shelby helps Francine go through some things, and she has some stuff that she needs to give to Marley, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, about her dad. Yes, or yeah, her dad. Yes. That's her. Took me a second. I was gonna say stepped up into her dad, her actual dad, not her stepdad. Um, and because her stepdad's Caroline's sperm donor yeah and so when she has this stuff shelby accidentally drops something that's in there and when she drops it it pops open and they discover there's something behind the picture that's in the frame and that's when things really start to come out and what comes out is francine is part of well we don't know that yet well but like you don't know that until the race but it's still like it's slowly coming out and like they realize what the heck why does ernie have this iou I think that's what it is, isn't it? It's like no, it's stock options. Like that's what I was like. I can't it's remember. Stock it's, options. It's dealing with NASCAR. Yeah, stock options for NASCAR. Oh, so yeah, so it's stock options for NASCAR. That um, so the book actually explains it, and I didn't write it down in my notes. But there's two governing bodies of NASCAR: the actual family itself who owns the NASCAR. And then the people who own the licensing concessions and everything else about NASCAR, right? And so it, you come to find out that Francine is actually a stockholder of the actual NASCAR because she is part of the, the NASCAR family. family. And, and her um, <laughs> her nephew, England? Yeah. He's the one who is a CEO. He's running it, essentially. He's the CEO of NASCAR right now, right? And then because he was trying to hide money from his wife during their divorce, Ernie took some stock, and now Francine is... Owns like 51%. She owns the majority majority shares of NASCAR, which is amazing because that means she's going to change it a little. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of issues, and this is also what comes out while Dale is injured. Right. Like what happens with kind of that aftermath where pretty much Shelby's like something stinks. Right. And it looks like Riddenhauer is a part of it. Yes. Um, and so not gonna go into too much detail, but like that whole part where she includes like what is NASCAR, what's the history of NASCAR, and then we have this woman out of nowhere. Right. This old woman. Right. And that's oh, by the way. I'm a part of the family, like, I've got this going on, so right. things are going to change because this is bullshit. That's not right. how Francine says it, because Francine wouldn't say it that way. True. But, like, it's really cool, because, like, while I'm not interested in NASCAR, like, I'm not going to turn a race on and ever watch it. But, history, yeah. in any way, shape, or form, is yeah. really interesting. And so, I find that really Really cool, I guess. I also like it because, you know, during, so when everyone finds out about Audie trying to get into NASCAR, right? And if anybody knows about Audie, well, this was also in 2015. Yeah, but I said they had, they had a, a Well, no, 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 no. Audie used to be in racing, but yeah. not in NASCAR. Yeah. Um, Audie actually had cars in um, Le Mans series mm-hmm. because... You know, I do watch that shit. Yeah, but right? F1. <laughs> and so, well, no, Le Mans is not F1. Well, I it it's was. completely different. Okay. Yeah, completely different. So is Indy. Indy's completely different from F1, too. But hey, anyway. So, but like right now in 2021, you know, Formula One's talking about having Audi come into Formula One, right? And building engines for him. But in 2015, you know, according to what was going on, is kind of like a historical thing now. You know, Audi was looking into getting into NASCAR. Well, if anyone knows anything about what happened at that time, that was when Volkswagen Gate happened. Yep. To where the whole emissions was being, um, yeah. Because of what they did. Yeah. Or didn't do. But because of that, 
Audi was not ever going to be able to get into NASCAR because of that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And Ruined so it for everybody. She actually tied that into the story really, really mm-hmm. well. And I mean, I personally have a 2015 Volkswagen Passat, <laughs> just like um, Shelby's mom. Um, but, you know, that was the whole diesel gate. And we all car people know all of them did it. Oh, yeah. All 100%. of them did it. They Unfortunately, just got Volkswagen was the one who got caught. So now Volkswagen cannot ever sell diesel Volkswagens in the States again at all. You know, so, and I'm, so to me, that was actually really interesting. I think she did a really good job of um, tying up a lot of the ends from books one and two. But I also think, like I said before, she left a few open open questions. Which now that we saw that that chart, because I didn't, like, I didn't even realize, like, I knew about Need for Speed. Right. Because it's mentioned at the end of book three that it is coming. Right. But, like, now that I've seen that she does plan Caroline and Marley and then eventually another book for Shelby, whatever that is. Right. Like, that explains why and there are those, those loose ends yeah. there. Because, I mean, she did leave a lot of openness at the end of the book. I mean, you still got your happy for now. Yeah, but so you got your nice ending. Yeah. And that but, you just kind of saw how things were going to play out and exactly. what was going to happen. But. So, what did you not like about it? So... Something we didn't talk about when we were going over the plot or whatever. Well, we don't have to talk is, about everything in the book. Is the, the orgy. So I'm not saying I didn't like the orgy. I'm saying I didn't like something that kind of comes from that. Um, okay. I'm with you. Keep going. I, of course, I could also have my timeline a little bit mixed up. Okay. Because I do that sometimes. But Shelby has a pregnancy scare. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it comes from the orgy, right? No. It, it does from? not come from the orgy. That's what I was like. I'm trying to remember. I feel like my timeline's it a little bit off. It does not come from the orgy whatsoever. It comes after. So um, she had gone to Dell's funeral mm-hmm. not that morning. I mean, Mid-term. sorry. She went to Ernie's funeral that morning. She went to work. Then she went to a racetrack, right? And she was talking to somebody, right? And then she just needed to let off steam. So she went to the ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. right? They try to get her not to go into his room. And he's sleeping with somebody and else. And he's sleeping with somebody else. I remember and so that. Shelby being Shelby was like, oh, we got this. And so they have a threesome. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, she has sex with the ex, right? Mm-hmm. Unprotected. Then she goes to work, and that's when she sees Johnny. Johnny and also with the um, Audi guy. guy, who's a race car driver, who saw her at her worst because of Ernie. Yeah. Right? And so she couldn't do shit. And that's when they saw some of the mods happening to the R8. And they're like, oh, that's when the plot... Thickens. <laughs> no, that's when the idea of them, hey, we need to get this car. Yeah. We need to get this car. How do we get this car so we can actually um, reverse engineer this Studying. car? Yeah. Right? And so she goes to work at the bar. She sees Johnny talking to him. She go, and that's when what's his face proposes to her. She says yes. They become engaged mm-hmm. with a ring. She freaks out. She goes to the back porch. Johnny comes up. Johnny and, comes out. I forgot that they had that. And Johnny so, and her have sex. Then, so that's that's, that's when, all we need to know. Like for yeah. what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um. So like all that happens. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously Shelby's at rock bottom at that point. Yes. Or very close to it. And fast forward to when she tells Caroline. I really didn't like that scene. Yeah, um, I didn't either. So, like. Because I thought what Caroline did was Yeah, bad. so it's like, I can, to a point, understand Caroline's reaction. To a point. Because she genuinely cares for Johnny. And, like, they're starting something slowly at that mm-hmm. point. So, like, I can, I can understand why she would be upset. But, like you said, like, I mean, what, how she reacted overall, that was just super inappropriate. Like, Shelby was obviously struggling. She ate the humble pie and told her friend. Right. And, I mean, she had no idea what to do. And Caroline pretty much loses it and is a fucking bitch. Yeah. And so, like, I just, I really hated that whole mini storyline. Mm-hmm. 
and like how it eventually comes out because of what happens at the very end when the race is about to happen. I'm not going to say just because right. if you haven't read it, I don't want to completely ruin it. Right. But like how that ultimately ends up resolving itself, I guess yeah. I'll say. Um, And it just, I just really didn't enjoy it. Well, I mean, that scene actually made me mad, right? It was kind of upsetting because I'm like, you know, first and foremost, you guys have been having sex with people this whole entire well, time. Well, and that was another thing. Like, I, like From book one. Like, I'm not someone that's going to, like, slut shame I'm not slut shaming anybody. But, like, you're going to get mad at your friend for doing what you've been doing since exactly. day one. And exactly. Like, a, a mistake happened. Exactly. Like, a legitimate mistake. Like, and then, she didn't do it on purpose. And then not only that, because then I actually feel bad for Shelby at one point. Because you can tell... Yeah, in the first book, she was all about cults, mm-hmm. you know. But then at Slowly, the end of the book, it all became about Kane. Mm-hmm. And then we knew in book two, she actually had a thing for Kane. Yep. But yet, because of all this stuff that she felt guilty of that she took from Caroline, she's like, I'm going to give her Kane. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not slut-shaming anybody. I want everyone to go out and do whatever they want to do. I don't care, right? But you have a problem when you're I gonna... know myself. And I don't think I could be that open open I could with not. having the guy I actually like having sex with my best friend and, and I have to see her all the time. Absolutely not. Like, I'm 100%. Do you know what I'm saying? Not that person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then not only that, but even when they're at the hospital and then they have that whole scene, you know, and it's like literally Marley, Colt, Johnny. Caroline, Shelby, and Kane, you know, and that's fine. I don't care, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with. But I mean, but on the other hand, don't sit there and be a bitch to your best friend because of one mistake that she, that they went through. What about all the mistakes you've done yeah. to her? Well, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, you you're know, gonna pull out something that you've both been complicit exactly. in. Exactly. And you're going to get mad at her. Exactly. Like it just, like I said, like it just left a really sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Like I can almost to a point understand why it happened, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't make it right in my mind. Right. Like I'm mad enough for Shelby that Shelby doesn't have to be mad. Right. <laughs> and then, but the thing was, is Shelby wasn't mad. She was hurt, you know, but, but she wasn't mad. Because of the guilt, she still felt yeah. like this is my come up and like this is yeah. this is what right i deserve because right? of what's happened and then another thing that kind of made me mad um like i alluded to earlier was that you finally think in book three that somebody would finally be on shelby's side you know and then the one person that she thought was always on her side she finds out was, was in on never it never on her yeah, side like and on that it from was the Dell. start yeah. and that was Dell. you know and so of course she's like Oh, my God. You know? And so, rightly so, she's furious at everybody. She's furious at the whole entire situation. She finds out all the shit about her mom. She finds out all the shit about her mom and Dell. She finds out all the shit about her mom and the boys. I mean, they didn't do anything, but... There's just there's a lot of shit that Shelby is very unaware of. Exactly. And so, you know, I understand... Even though, like, it was just... It was upsetting a little. I totally get why it happened. Mm-hmm. Because in order for anything to happen in the book, this had to come out. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, it was just, it wasn't going to be as satisfying. Exactly. And so, I mean, you know, I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed pretty much all of it, except for that kind of stuff, you know? Um, even the, um, even once Dell came out of, the hospital, you know, and all the shit that happened at the right before the race and all that kind of crap. I'm just like, or even the point where Marley's in the convenience store mm-hmm. and Shelby beats the shit out of the guy. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was pretty good. But again, I think she does a really good job of putting that ugliness out there to where you're going to hate it. But. But it needs to be there. And it resolves. Exactly. Eventually. Yeah. In some capacity. Yeah. Okay. So I guess let's switch gears. Okay. Let's talk about the love interests. Okay. So still going to say, obviously, Colton Kane. Mm-hmm. Dale. Okay. Do we want to include Johnny? 
Uh huh. So those are those are it. Right. Okay. I was like, am I missing someone? I don't know. Mm-mm. Um. Okay. Well, the so, ex. But well, I mean, he doesn't really count. Yeah, like that. Other than that one scene. minor scene. Yeah. yeah. So let's start with Johnny. Okay. What do you think? I think in book three, out of all of them, Johnny is the one who actually does support Shelby. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also in love with Caroline and is trying to build something with her. But because of the whole um, polyamorous relationship between the five of them, mm-hmm. um, I think he's the one who's who's basically other than the scare right um he's basically the one who's trying to help her through all the crap that the boys are putting her through i would agree with that you know what i'm saying yeah um but he's still there for her but he's also stepping back for carolyn too yeah and then the whole reason why she sees him at the bar is because he's actually thinking ahead um, what would you want to do next? Yeah, because um, he's thinking that if Hannah Bilt is um, partnered with Marley's stepdad, Carolyn's sperm donor, that he's going to be pushed out. So he's trying to think of a way. Because he's not family, quote he, Yeah, he's technically not family, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think Johnny is the one who to help her even though he knows what's happening in the background but he's still oblivious also oh yeah like he, some of it. he only knows parts yeah he only knows parts what do you think about johnny i mean i'd agree um i mean that's really all i gotta say <laughs> like i don't have many thoughts about him like right. i mean i don't think he's bad i don't necessarily think he's good either right so okay what about cult the cult finally kind of redeems himself in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question. We'll try and be very vague on purpose. Okay. The scene with the cars and the pegging. I mean, that's not very vague. Is that book two or three? No, what? Say it again. Pegging. Pegging. Why am I like drawing a blank? It's too early in the morning. Hold on, please. So I'm, I'm going to talk. So. I'm trying to remember when that happens, simply because um, do you not know that's what it's called? Mm-mm. That was two. Okay, so I don't even remember what I'm trying to say now, but so that was her. That was that kind was of her getting back to him. yeah. But I say that was kind of the whole like her finally taking her power back. Yeah, that was in um, book two. Yeah, that's what I was like. I can't remember. Is that book two or three? I never knew it was called pegging. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you should know all these words. I don't. Oh, true. There's um, a reason why you know these words yeah. and I don't. I just know so it's the like, act. Like, like, I think he does redeem himself, but I also still, with everything that comes out in book three, I don't know. Like, he does redeem himself, but at this point, I'm over cult. Right. Like, I'm. I can agree with that. I'm one hundred percent over cult. Like I can agree to that. Move on. <laughs> well, my thing is, is like you know, now that Marley is hanging out in the system, because you know, in book one and two, all you Just see them. is the five. Yeah. And then the girl you know about Marley, and she's on she's on the fringes, the books, but now she's part of the main cast of characters, right? And so, I think Holt's grown in this book. Mm-hmm. More than he has in any other book. Um, I still think he's an ass. He's a dickwad. You know, because he supposedly loves Shelby. Um, but. He supposedly <laughs> loves his sister, Caroline. But. <laughs> you know, but yet the one person that both of the girls cannot stand was Marley. Yep. Be- excuse me. Because, you know, Marley took what should have been Caroline's. You know, she took Caroline's actual dad, you know, because his best friend was Marley's dad who died in a wreck, you know, and stuff happened. And he, you know, she's the one who got trained to be a race car driver, not um, Caroline, you know, 
Um, Caroline got the scraps where Marley got everything. Yeah. Right? But then you find out, you know, Marley had her own issues to deal with, you know, and she's always, even though she's always hung out with Kane and Colt, she's always had a thing for Colt. Yep. And then in this book, they actually act upon it. Yep. And the girls actually um, bring her into the fold, not the guys. Right? Um, but yeah, 100%, I believe Colt did redeem himself just a little, but I can totally be over Colt too. Like, I'm, I'm just, just yeah. you know, he's an afterthought. Yeah, exactly. He's an afterthought. Like, at this point, definitely an afterthought. He's an afterthought. So, what do you think about Kane? So, Kane, I think, has finally redeemed himself. Even though she never got him back? Because you know how when she pegged um, Colt, that was her getting back at Colt. Yeah. But she never really got back at Kane. Yeah, but, like, I still feel like, I mean, I, th- I still think there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about what's happened. Right. That, I mean, we're never going to know unless right. we get those those other those, books. Those other books. Um, But, like, I still feel like she kind of gets to the point where she realizes that trying to do this, getting back revenge is not healthy, worth it. Mm-hmm. Especially after what happens with Dale. Right. She's like, I just need to drop it. Like, right. it's, it's, it's it's not in, worth it. Yes, yeah, insignificant. And what's so, happening. like, she, she did get Colt, and I think of the two, Colt was the worst. Right. So, like, I think she's willing to drop it because she did get Colt back. And she genuinely has feelings for Kane. And I do think that, depending on what happens, like, in real life, mm-hmm. you can forgive someone that you love for almost anything. That. I'm not going to say everything, but almost anything. Right. Simply because, I mean, you love them. Yeah. And barring whatever you can't forgive them for. Right. At some point, you're going to have to move on. Right. So, for me, when they're at the hospital, you know, Kane's pretty upset because of Shelby deciding to put Dell in mm-hmm. the medically induced coma. You know? And then... Kane and Colt are thinking, hey, we should be the spokespeople for the family. And everyone's like, no, she has power of attorney. She's the spokesperson. Dell's the one who said this. You know, Shelby talks for all of Hannah, even though she's not one. She was going to be, though. Yeah, she was going to be. Which is an important point. She was going to be. And so, you know, um, and it was actually pretty cool how people that she, like the sheriff, from the first book and the second book, right? Whenever she needed something, she was the first person. To, he was the first person she called, you know, because here she was trying to get to um, Dell from where she was at and at school to the hospital. Having where he speed was, because, you know. They had and, no idea if he was going to survive. Exactly. And so he basically called everyone and says, hey. You're going to see this. You better leave it alone. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, he got her escorted all the way to the hospital. Yeah. And then. So, for me, Kane stepped up in book three. Mm-hmm. 100%. He started showing his true colors, and I mean that in yeah, a good way. Because he even said, he goes, I know why, I know what Colt said to you to make you leave and make you stay away. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, that's bad on me that I allowed that to happen. And he goes, but what you don't know is what dad said to me because I was coming after you. And he was like, you know, son, if you can't handle her tests, then you don't need to be chasing her right now. Which is true. You know what I mean? And she's going to test you because this is what she's feeling, right? She's feeling betrayed. She's I'm going to say, especially with out. everything that's happened exactly. leading up to her mom marrying Dale. Exactly. Like, you can totally understand why Shelby's like oh, a, yeah. a cornered feral oh, cat. Yeah. And then not only that, though, but, you know, after the orgy scene in the bus, well, it's not even really an orgy until that next morning. Right. But but so her and Kane go in and basically Kane she feels she's trying to tell Kane that she might be pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, she might be well, she yeah, she might be pregnant. Right? That she has a test, she just hasn't taken it yet. Right. And so Kane basically tells her, and this right here is actually pretty cool, that any baby of yours is mine. He goes Which is a testament, I think, yeah. to his maturity and how much right. he's He's changed from book one to book three. Exactly. He goes, any baby you have is my baby. I don't care. Who I don't care. It's my baby. 
And so right there, that's awesome. You know, and so he's like, you know what? I'm not going to chase you, but just know I'm always going to be here. I'm here. No matter what He's very much like his dad in that scene, too, I think. Where it's like, you're seeing that full circle come where, you know, Dale is aging out, for lack of a better way to put it. And Kane is kind of stepping into that role. Right. And so I think, you know, with Kane stepping up like that, he becomes a man. He's not a boy. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. He's a man at this time. Because, you know, as I've told you personally before, it's like anybody can shoot a wad. Yep. But it takes a man to be a dad. Yep. You know? And, and I mean. Kane is proving that he's got it. He's got it. Right? So, to me, Kane is up there now. Okay. So, here we go. Even though he's not typically a love interest in the. Dale. The physical sense, he still is. So, what yours take on Dell now so in book three and then you can even flashback so like even considering what comes out with dale as far as like his complicitness mm-hmm. and what has happened mm-hmm. i still can't really fault him for it to a point and i think that's just because we really see their relationship grow so much in this book that's true. Because of what happens with him and when he wakes up, you know, the whole he was going to adopt her. And then, like, whenever things come to a head with her mom, pretty much she's like, leave me the fuck alone. Right. I'm a Hannah. I get Dale. Right. Um. So, like, I mean, he's, I'm not going to say he's a perfect man, but. Right. What All do you right. think? So, for me, you know, that gut feeling when you find out. That Dell was in on it the whole time, you know, and that was the one person Shelby believed was always on her side. Then I'm just like, are you effing kidding me? Can she just not have one person on her side? You know, her best friend wasn't ever on her side 100%. Nobody ever was. Yeah. Right? Everyone just used her, you know, and then when she finds out that, in a sense, Dell. You know, she finds out they cheated on the Everything. first race. <laughs> like, pretty much. You know, and so then she was just like, I'm nothing special. You best I'm... Say, everything I've ever been told related to this is a mm. lie, and she's lost part of her identity. Exactly. Exactly. Or she perceives it as she's lost part exactly. of her identity. You know, and but then you find out that <laughs> that they really didn't cheat. They just made it. Yeah. Seem because of certain things. Exactly. You know, and so, I mean, by the end of the book, like you said, I and I agree 100% that her and Dell's relationship is rock solid. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, I think It's going to take a lot to shake that. Yeah, I think even if um, the whole polyamorous thing didn't work out, She's still being oh, with know, Dale. One hundred percent. Dale is going to be there till the end. Do of time. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just her and Dale against everybody. And then so you know, all the kids were pretty mad because Dale made her the CFO. No, not the CFO. The COO of Hannah Built. You know, and then the marketing person and all that kind of stuff. But she's a graphic designer. But she's a graphic designer, and not only that, but she also, like he said many times in this book. You think with your head and your heart. So she sees, like you said earlier, she, she sees, sees that, everything from every yeah, angle she sees instead the of just. Picture, just besides what she wants to happen. She sees it as, exactly. well, I want this to happen. Exactly. I, I need to know this. You know, and so I think this book does a very good job of tying that relationship up with all of the guys. Mm-hmm. You know, um, her relationship with the girls, I think. Um, it's on. Somewhat rocky. Yeah, I mean, Caroline does. Caroline does come up and says, you know, I was wrong. I say she she admits to being a bitch. <laughs> I was wrong, you know. And then Marley actually becomes one of her friends too, to where you know they're sitting in the room reminiscing and stuff like that. So I think between all of the relationships, by the end of the third book, what we said, Shelby and everyone gets her happy for now. Until the final page. Which makes sense, knowing, too, that we, we're going to be getting, hope, 
hopefully yeah. soon, right? more books in right. the series to kind of hopefully help explain some of what happens. Because it's like, one thing I'm curious about is with Caroline, Marley, and Shelby, is it going to show, like, Caroline with Johnny, Marley with Colt, and Shelby with Kane? Right. Or is it going to show that, you know, those have, those relationships have somehow fallen apart and it's right. a new love interest? Like, I'm right. just... I'm really curious yeah. to see how that plays out. Because, see, even in this book, you know, Kane proposes to Shelby. You know, so Shelby's going to be a double Hannah. Oh, that's pretty funny. A double Hannah. Ha, ha, ha. Um, you know, and then at the end of the book, we see Johnny propose to Caroline. And she has to tell him no because she's already married. Yep. Except brother. Do you know what I'm saying? And so... Then, so I'm really interested to find out. Like, how is this all? How gonna, is that going to come out? You know what I'm saying? Does so, she get a divorce? Yeah. Does she marry Johnny? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, they're happy for now, but they're still. She put up all these new things that we yeah. we, we really want to know the answer. To. Okay, so I know the answer to this, but let's tell everybody to be on the safe side. Would you recommend this book? One hundred series. One hundred percent. Do you always tell people to to like? be careful though to go into it with an open mind yeah and that's just simply because i've read enough threads where people have posted asking about the series like i've had this series recommended to me but based on how far i am in the book it seems like it's going to be menage or like you know i'm 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 not really sure if this is something that i'm going to enjoy so can people kind of give me an idea of what to expect and i mean like i've said before there's a very clear line you either love it or you don't Right. Which is, I mean, I think that's true for any sort of menage or reverse harem. Oh, yeah. um, or any so like, bully book. Oh, exactly. Like, and I tell them, like, if I'm recommending it, like, I try and be very upfront and just say, you know, eventually she does end up with one person. However, there are some aspects of menage that if you don't like that or that taboo nature of the, of the stepbrother, mm-hmm. do not do. What about right. you? I actually do, like, if people ask me for X, right, I will tell them about it. You know, but I also tell him, like, hey, you know, it does have what normal society would say are taboo subjects. You know, it has um, polyamorous type relationships because of the six main people. It has um, a stepbrother incestual type thing. It does talk about NASCAR to a point. Um, You know... It does have some consensual but non-consensual type tones to it, right? It has some type of prostitutionish type tones to it, you know? I mean, but not really, but I guess you could say it. But it's implied. You know what I mean? And so there's a lot of stuff that can make people really uncomfortable. Exactly. That's really what it comes down to. Exactly. And so, I mean, I know you have triggers and you know, I don't have triggers. So to me, I'm just like, "Eh, okay, we're going to read all. Yeah. I'm just going to read it, you know? And so even when I was reading this the first time, and even when I was reading it this last time, I was just like, you know, you have to be a person who's going to be open. So you have to be really open-minded. You're going to have to... You know, just read it. Don't go into it with preconceived notions or anything like that. Yeah. And then if you get to a part you can't read, like I've told you, I forget what book it was. But one of the books that we were reading, not for here, just reading, you're like, Missy, I'm at this part. And I'm like, you know, set it down, walk away. I think it might have been untouchable the first time I read it. Was it? Because of how it starts. Oh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I really feel like. because I, I think it was. Because I remember. Cause I think I read it first. Yes. And I was reading it and what happens at the start. And I was like, I remember. Because I read Morelli. Because I, I remember messaging you and being like, I really don't know that I can push through just because of what happens at the right. start. And you were kind of like, yeah, put it down. Walk away. Come back to it if you need to. Like, there's not a problem with doing that. Yeah. And I definitely agree that I think sometimes with this book, depending on where you fall on that spectrum, you might right. have to take a breather. Right. Even on rereads for me, oh, I yeah. sometimes have to be like, okay, I need a minute because like, I remember it happened, but I didn't remember it happened at the same time, if that makes sense. It's like, I knew it was coming, but I didn't remember all the details. And then when it happens, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I need a a breather. See, and that's why, like, a lot of people don't realize, you know, it's a book. You can put it down, 
walk away, come back, come back to it, you know. But if you're one of those like, I really cannot finish this book, then you know what? Don't. Yeah, don't because push yourself. You're gonna it, just end up hating it. Yeah, you know, and it's gonna be you're gonna be miserable. You know what I mean? So okay, now. How do you rate the guys? Are we rating them all as one? Are we rating them as individuals? So I'll rate them individually. Okay. Johnny, like a six maybe. Okay, I can see that. Like like I said, like I I don't have many feelings about him. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's good. He's he's there on the periphery for me. So I would say like a six. Yeah. What about you? No, I agree with six. Okay. I agree with six Um, because, you know, like. If it, if we were talking about Caroline, I'd give him higher. Oh yeah, because, because their of, relationship because is their relationship was one hundred percent. But we only see and, it from Shelby. Yeah, and he stepped it up so much because of baby Shelby. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so, but yeah, but with just Shelby, I think he's definitely just a six. Um, I was going to do Dale. Okay, I'm gonna say like a nine. Like, okay. Pretty high. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely the higher end of the spectrum. Yeah. I can see nine for Dell. I mean, sometimes I'm on docking just because of all the crap. But, I mean, I have to give him high just because of the simple fact that in the end, he always, I mean, even though he lied, even though all the other kind of crap that happened, right, with her mom, Robin, and everything else. Um, in the end, he always tried to do the right by Shelby. He steps up and he, yeah. he proves himself. Yeah. So right. even with everything that's happened, that's why right. I think he's he's definitely a nine. Right. Because even with all that shit, he still right. proved himself to be a good man. She's all like, Mew. I don't know if y'all have realized this in the recording, but I've probably let Olivia in three times now. Yeah. And she's back at the door. Yeah. And she's just like, I'm done with this, mom. Okay, let you talk about Colt while I let right. the cat back out. Okay, so for me with Colt, you know, I'm giving him pretty much a four. And I feel bad for doing that, but, you know. As we established, he's a dickwad. He's a four. I mean, even though in book three, he is a better person than he was in book he one He still and has two. not fully redeemed himself for what, exactly. what happened. You know, and I mean, I think. He does start to redeem himself. He's just not with there yet. his relationship with Marley, but it's not him and Shelby. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? So to me, he's still a four. Um, yeah, in this book, it's I'd just, put him about yeah. a five or a six, about like Johnny. Why do you always have to be nice to him? Just, okay, go ahead. You know, I mean, there's really no reason except that like he kind of falls at the same place that Johnny does for me. So oh, yeah. For me, it's a five or a six. Okay. Kane. So, now Kane. This is actually really hard because... Right. Like you mentioned, he, he doesn't technically redeem himself. No. But, because of like the whole pregnancy thing but and he how he, up. he treats Shelby, like it's it makes it really hard because you have to try and balance it. So, I mean, I'm going to say like a seven or an eight. I can see that. I can concur with that one. You know, because he does step up with Shelby with the whole pregnancy thing and then with what happens after the pregnancy thing. Um, you know, and they're in the hospital and her mom loses her shit again. And he's the one that kind of helps And he's to... the one who tries to block her mom from Shelby. And then he basically tells her unconditionally is like, you know what? We got this. Yep. You know, he becomes her person she leans on other than Dell. I mean, she uses Dell for certain aspects, but Kane is a person she goes to for the intimacy. The yep. that type of stuff, right? Dell's for everything else. Um, so I can agree with Kane being like seven and a half, eight. Hypeish, you know, um, but also I really want those other books. Oh, for real? Do you know what I mean? Because even though he's this now, is it going to last? There's too many freaking yeah. questions. 
So, yeah. So crazy people out there. We want to know what you think. Yeah. If you've read him, let us know. If you haven't read him, you know, let us know. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we want to know, like, do you agree with some of what we've said? Do you disagree? And we would love to know, like, other things that you would like us to read. Yeah. Um, so you can always shoot us an email at bookboozefriends at gmail.com. It is spelled the same way that the podcast is titled. And before I sign off, I'm going to tell you what we're reading next. We decided to go for something a little more lighthearted yes. simply because this trilogy was heavy. Was deep. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, so the title is The Truth About Porn Star Boyfriends, and it is by Suniva D. It is in Kindle Unlimited. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be reading that for next time. Yeah. And I'm actually excited. I'm kind of excited to see how this plays out because I, I do think it's going to have some potential issues for me based oh, yeah. on how the blurb read. So we'll see. But we have yeah. read about a porn star before, and obviously I didn't have any issues with that one. Well, yeah, but Lingus was hilarious. Yeah, well, and it's approached very differently. Yeah, but and also Lingus was by one of your favorite people. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it's, you know? it's very different. And so. I don't think you've read anything by this one. Mm, I have not. So, yeah. So excited to kind of see what comes of this. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate everybody that tunes in, listens to it, and messages us to let us know that they enjoy the episode or they think we're really funny or they've read a book because we talked about it. Or you can't stand us, but yeah. you still have to listen just to see because what it's crazy us. crap we're yeah. saying. So thank you so much, whoever you are out there listening. Yeah. And we will catch you next time. Yeah. Laters. <laughs>